You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Welcome back. How you doing? Good, Jason. What's up, man? Oof. I'm all right. Hey, were you a big uh, Huey Lewis in the news guy? No. I couldn't really tell you much at all about that, to be honest with you. All right. A bit before my time. Okay. That, that's fair. Yeah. Who, like, if we came over to uh, Chateau McCarthy, what would be, like, your top three musical bands, artists that you would be listening to? Oh, you can't go wrong with a tragically hip. I love the hip. Got them on all the time. Um, some people might be a little surprised to know I do have a bit of a gangster rap uh, type Ooh. type flair. So okay, you never go you never go wrong with some Eminem. All right. Um, you like the Beasties? And, mm, no, not really not my jam. Okay, not really my jam. Um, and then you know what? Uh, I do like my old timey music. So if you can get some standards on. From anybody, including Fred Astaire, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, uh, Bobby Darren, uh, another Ooh. great artist back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, th- those type of. Those now, what about uh, now? You say gangster rap. Did you like N.W.A.? Um. Yeah, I, I know the odd uh, song, dude. but easy, I wouldn't. Easy wouldn't go voice them. is one of the greatest. Go back and listen to some of their old tunes, buddy. His voice is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like any of those those guys that grew up in uh, California back in the eighties, I mean, those are some legitimate, legitimate uh, musicians. I'll put it that way. No, that's fair. Um, the Detroit Red Wings. They look legit, Dave. Like uh, they're on yeah. a roll right now, but uh, they they've created quite a bit of separation. Uh, you know, the Patrick Kane signing, it took him a while, but uh, he is now living up to uh, to Patrick Kane. The guy knows how to score at key times for your team. And the Red Wings are rolling, man. Like, here on February 28th, I, I'm prepared to, to stamp them as a playoff team. I tweeted that last night. It took me until game 59 to really, truly buy into what the Red Wings are selling. But I think I'm there now. And, in fact, just for the record, I tweeted that when they were up 2 nothing on Washington. Uh, and then they went on to crush the Capitals, and they put up an A spot, right? So um, here's here's what I see out of Detroit, though. Everyone's saying right away, oh, does this mean Steve Eisenman's going to get real active at the deadline here? I think that's foolish. I think this is a year for Detroit to see what they have, uh, get some assessments on young players while they're in the postseason under postseason competition, postseason duress, you know, all those type of things that you can't really measure until you see a guy in that situation um, and then you see how he performs. I don't think this is the year to really push your chips into the middle of the table if you're Steve Eisman. Why? Because let's be honest, they're, I think they're going to make the playoffs they're not a cup contending team. So to to blow uh, futures out the door, when I still think you're to an extent in the process of building, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense. They've earned some help. If there's a reasonable price to be paid on a, on a depth forward or a depth D-man or somebody that can come in and maybe fill a hole but isn't going to cost you very much, uh, to use a you know use a Toronto example like when they brought Bo- uh, Brian Boyle in back in the day I think that was in 2017 when they made the playoffs that first year under uh, with with Babcock as the coach Matthews Marner Nylander, uh, all those guys they brought in Brian Boyle and that was that was basically it 
And and that was the right move. I think Detroit's in a similar position. To me, you're not blowing futures out the door. I think they've already won this year by being competitive, restoring some buzz to their city and their franchise, and, and quite likely, I think we both agree, uh, make the playoffs and then sort of see where the chips lie from that point. Yeah, I I would agree that they don't have to go all in, but I could see them adding a piece, just, you know, something small, a little bit. It adds a little juice in your room that, I, hey, management believes in us. It, you know, yeah. as long as it's not Jared Smithson, uh, order fans know what I'm talking about uh, on that one. That's uh, that that's not an addition, okay? Like uh, somebody who's actually going to help your team, uh, to me, even if it's a, you know, a fourth-line guy, but if he's going to help your team, uh, you know, that's fantastic. I, I think there's like, they'd probably like to get rid of some, uh, some contracts there for sure. The Justin Hole contract has not worked out very well for the, uh, for the Red Wings, but you can go around. I, I yeah. have to tell you, I yeah. am not shocked. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am not shocked. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, okay. Good for him. But, uh, you yeah. know, there's lots of teams around the league that have a guy that are just like, ooh, wish we didn't have that contract on the books, uh, right now. Um, the, uh, the New Jersey Devils are eight back of the uh, Red Wings, but really the race right now, Dave, is, uh, now Tampa Bay's not completely out of it because they've played more games than everybody else other than Vancouver and the NHL. So New Jersey is five back of them with two games in hand and Washington is three games in hand. Pittsburgh with a huge win last night, uh, uh, to, to kind of keep themselves at least believing they have a chance. But, and then the Flyers, like I really think the race is for third place, most likely yeah. in the Atlantic. Flyers, Devils, Penguins, Capitals, I guess technically even the uh, the Islanders, but uh, they're they're hanging by a thread in my opinion. I I say that, like if I want to stamp Detroit in, I'm stamping the Islanders out uh, mm-hmm. in my books. But who do you like for number three in what's becoming a little bit of a turtle race? A little bit, a little bit. How about Sidney Crosby? Last couple games, so six points in his last two games. He had four the other night against Philly. Another two assists last night against a real quality team in Vancouver. I mean, he is doing everything and more than he possibly can. One, to keep this team afloat in Pittsburgh, and two, to try to drag them into the playoffs. And they do have games in hand working in their favor right now. So I give them credit. Um, they're continuing to find ways to keep themselves afloat, but you know, you still have to say, what is Kyle Dubas going to do a week from now? Is he going to get caught up or is he going to make proper moves and move on some guys that are going to be walking out the door? Now, bear in mind, they haven't had Jake Gensel in the lineup um, in this last little run that's been fairly successful, but I think to retain Jake Gensel would be foolish. We've talked about it before. I haven't changed my stance on that. Um, You know, the Devils, okay, they've taken care of business against Montreal and, and San Jose their last few games. They let one get away against Terry. They didn't let one get away, but they were never really in that game against Tampa, which was a tough one when you're trying to catch that team. They got the Ducks coming up, and that's a mandatory W. I don't know, man. I still, I still have some level of at least belief in the Devils, especially mm. if Tom Fitzgerald can go out and get a goalie prior to the deadline, because I don't think he's going to be in the market for a rental goalie. I think he's going to look for a guy like a, I know they've been hot on UC Saras out of Nashville, and, and that would make sense to an extent, because Nashville has got a guy in Yaroslav Askarov who they're really high on. However, Nashville's gone on a hell of a run of late. I think they've won six straight, and they're in the playoffs oh, right yes. now. And yeah. I, they're know, not making that, a move. They're, they're probably not making that move now, because Askarov is not ready, so that wouldn't make sense 
if you're national, right, you punish us for playing poorly out of the break by not letting us go to the sphere, then we turn around and go on a tremendous run. We get ourselves into a playoff spot, and then you heave our goalie over yeah, for us. That's like that, not that just yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't make sense. You know, but a guy that I also look at for New Jersey in, in Jacob Markstrom, that to me also would make a great deal of sense because he, he has term. Um, again, Calgary's kind of complicating things right now because they're winning games, but I really truly don't think they're in it in the West to make the playoffs, even despite the fact that they've won a handful of games. That that would make a lot of sense. You don't want to get a rental if you're New Jersey. You want to get a guy under term because then you're right back in this position again in the offseason. So if, if he could ever find a way to pull off a trade where he gets in a goalie, um, it makes sense to do it now. If, if you can get that guy in um, and you can go on a bit of a run and you have the guy moving forward into next season, like I, I still have some belief in the Devils. Um, but I'm thinking it's, it's probably going to come down to either Pittsburgh or New Jersey at this point. I don't think Washington's going to have enough to get it done. And and I kind of see Philly starting to, to slip a little bit. And then we'll see what they do in advance of the deadline as well. Because there's a, a handful of guys, including Shaw Walker and Nick Sealer, um, in Philadelphia that would have a lot of interest on the trade uh, market from other teams. Yeah, I, I wonder how much. I'm, I'm a little curious about where how teams have you. I've talked to so many scouts on Walker, and they're like they like him, but they think he's a third pair guy, and, and which mm-hmm. is nothing. And there's nothing wrong with a third pairing guy, but you you know what? If you think the guy's a third pair player for your team, you're, you're not going to give up as much as maybe the Flyers are hoping to get. Is is more how, how I would view it uh, for me if I was a team acquiring him. Uh, Dave McCarthy from uh, SiriusXM joins us. And, uh, you know, Dave, we're, we're nine days away, man, and we're just kind of waiting patiently. It looks like we might go uh, all of February other than Monaghan uh, with a trade. And then we get to uh, thir- Friday, uh, the March 1st, and then we're a week out of the uh, of the trade deadline. There's definitely going to be some moves. Lots of people are watching Calgary. No question to see, uh, you know, how many guys they're going to move out. Uh, we know they're going to move out some. It's just a matter of how many is going yeah. to be the question. There are a few teams, though, that, that I'm interested in um, in the East. Uh, I look at the Boston Bruins. Right, it's funny. Them in Toronto right now, you know what? Uh, now they're battling Florida for first, but uh, you know, Toronto not locked in 100% because uh, uh, Detroit is rolling, but you know, Toronto for a long time has been kind of comfortably in third spot in that division. Uh, you know, might face Boston, but they both need defensemen. And the Bruins now with the, with the uh, the injury to uh, Lindholm uh, need another one for sure. You know, they they might be in a bidding war a little bit. What do you make of Boston? And then what do you make of Carolina and what you think they need to do, not what they are going to do, but what they should do? Well, I'll, what do I think of Boston? Let's start there. Um, I, I think they're a playoff team for sure. I don't see them as a cup contender, though. You know, I, I see them as a team that has a chance maybe to win a round, but, like, I'm sorry, up the middle of the ice, I just don't think they're strong enough, and I think that'll that'll reveal itself the later they get into the playoffs. And their D has been inconsistent, um, which is somewhat surprising because it should be a strength of, the, of their team, the way they're built. But I was talking to some local media folks in, in Boston a couple of weeks ago, and, he, and, they, and they all told me that they wouldn't be surprised if Boston went out and, and added yet another defenseman. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking for out of Boston. But I, I just don't see them as a cup contender, especially when you got to get through Florida in the east. And that's not even mentioning the teams in the west like uh, Colorado, like Dallas, like Winnipeg, like Vancouver. Um, Edmonton, which I all think would would have an advantage 
uh, over Boston in the Stanley Cup Finals. But I don't think Boston can get there. So that's what I see on Boston. Um, Carolina, well, I'll tell you, I, I spoke to Don Waddell on the brunch last week, and he, I love talking to Don because he usually just lays it right out there in plain English. Like 18 months or so ago, I had him on in August, and I said, Don, you got a lot of cap space. You got anything in the works here before training camp gets underway? He's like, well, we got something cooking right now. And the next day was the Asbury Kotkaniemi affair. Um, and then this time around, he told me that they've got four goalies that are going to be healthy. He said, we're, we're going to move a goalie. Like, you got Martin, you got Anthony Ranta, you've got, uh, you got Freddie Anderson, you got Piotr Kochka. They're going to move a goalie. So he said, he doesn't think that calf space is going to be an issue um, for them in advance of the deadline to, to make the moves they're looking to make. And he said they're looking for a sort of a top six forward. And he said, ideally, a top six right-handed shooting center, although he said there's not too many of those guys out there. Uh, but they're looking for a forward in Carolina that can come in and add a little bit more offensive punch to their group. Um, and I think that's the right call. I, I've been saying that for quite some time now, that they're, they're lacking that one extra guy to help out the Ajos and the Teravinas and the Svechnikovs and just add another dimension of punch down their lineup. So I think that's that's what they're looking for. And the way Don was speaking... Um, he said that he likes his team, but does he think they can improve? Absolutely. And the fact that he talked about cap space not being an issue and that they've got a goalie oh, yeah. move to me suggests uh, it's it, it's not um, if, but when Carolina makes a move of that nature. The uh, New York Rangers have a lot of guys having very good years for them. Uh, Shesterkin started to, to find his game a little bit here, which I think most of us expected. Uh, what happened is too good of a goalie to just kind of lose the whole season long. Uh, I'm interested, you know, I think they're going to want to get a depth defense, but it's, it's kind of cliche, but here's the thing, Dave, I've been looking like there's not a lot of like depth defensemen, right? Like Joel no. Edmondson is a guy who's won a cup. He's uh, he's down to 1.75 million. So if you cut, if, if Washington retains what I think they would, well, now you're down to, you know, uh, 875, right? Um, he, he wouldn't be that expensive, but with Minnesota, you know, like maybe Zach Bogosian, but there's not a lot, right? Like I've just no. those those veteran depth guys who don't have big cap hits, right? Like it's so I wonder if if we might see one of those or two of those defensemen. All of a sudden, people are like what they gave up a higher pick than I was expecting just because there's not many of them available. Yeah, you you could be absolutely right. I mean, if throwing a guy like Luke Shen last year was on the move, that type of guy that like as you said, you, if you're going to make a move for a depth guy, like. Okay, I'm not talking about a seventh or eighth guy. Like, I'm talking about a four, five, six guy, somebody like that to come in that can actually play 12 to 15 minutes, kill some penalties. There's not a lot of those guys available this year. So, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly a seller's market this year. Um, and then you have to make the determination if you're a general manager looking to acquire, uh, looking to acquire somebody. Like how much are we willing to give up for a guy like Joel Edmondson or or Zach Bogosian, or are we better off just to stick with what we have? Like, does does the cost kind of outweigh what the reward could be? Um, you know, and, and oftentimes I think that would likely be the case. Certainly for the guys that you mentioned, I like if you're giving up first, a second, like come on, I I don't know if that's the right course of action, uh, especially if you're a team that's you know, not without question, uh, an absolute cup contender. So like, I'm, I'm starting to wonder how much activity there's going to be there. There will be some deals, but 
you know, a lot of trade deadlines are, are deals like, you know, the Luke Shen type guys that, that move. And there's generally a lot of those guys available. And, and this year, I don't know if that's the case. Like Nick Sealer, do you consider him to be that kind of a guy? Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's a guy that could move. But, you know, Philadelphia's still got a, a question to ask themselves, which is, do we think we can make the playoffs? And, you know, maybe for, for where they're at as a franchise, you know, and as you pointed out, Sean Walker as well, maybe where they're at as a franchise, they determine that for what we could get back for them, um, does it matter more to try to get back into the playoffs and restore a little bit of, of dignity to a franchise that's kind of, they kind of lost their way, right? For the last three or four years in Philadelphia before Keith Jones and Danny Breer and Torrance came in and they've really done a lot of work to try to reestablish what it means to be a flyer, to be a Flyers fan and all of that. Maybe they look and say, well, it would matter more to us to make the playoffs and try and take a kick at at least winning around and see what happens. Davey, it's going to be interesting. Do you see, uh, for fun, who gets Jake Gensel? Which team? Where's he land? Yeah, um, well, he certainly would look pretty damn good in Carolina, I'll tell you that much. Um, if I was Carolina, I'd be really, really trash to that guy because he's a guy that can okay. play with – with you know, he, he could play on the on the top line with a guy like Aho. Aho's a great distributor of the puck, and Gensel's a, a great sort of you know shooter. Like he he's played real well with Sidney Crosby for a lot of years, uh, just getting to a spot, getting himself open, and shooting, and that would uh, allow them to bump some other guys down the lineup. It would lengthen their lineup. He would look to me really good in in Carolina. Can they make the money work? Yeah, we'll we'll see. But I, I would if if he's available and they could find a way to make that work, I think he would really help Carolina. Davey, great stuff, my man. Uh enjoy the hip and uh we will chat with you next week. Okay, buddy. See you.